Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. And today we're doing something a little bit different. I'm very excited about it. I haven't been able to talk about this show, I don't think ever, in the history of me podcasting. So selfishly, I'm very excited about this. We are joined by Jackie and Stephanie from She's All Batch. How are you guys? Hi. We are great. We're good. We're so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. We're going to be talking about The Bachelor today and The Bachelorette. The Bachelor universe. We are so pumped. And fun fact, I actually, I, um, I DM'd you guys like a year ago and I was like, if you ever do a Bachelor episode, please consider having us on. And here we are a year later. So I'm, we are so pumped. Thank you guys for having us. <laughs> you were, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I want to like get into like everybody's individual Bachelor journey because I feel like everybody when a show's been on for 40 years and <laughs> three hours per episode everybody has their own journey mm-hmm. um totally. so that's what I, I'm interested in knowing like how did you guys get into like the bachelor and like what made you want to start a podcast about it yeah I mean do you want to start Stephanie or, or do you want me to I feel like we've been talking about this story um a lot of people have been asking us these days like how we've gotten started um I was always more just like in the entertainment space and hosting comedy space and then had an opportunity at a previous job to have my own little like chat show, some sort of recap show. And I I didn't even really watch The Bachelor at the time. I think I had watched Trista's season with my mom when I was like nine years old back in the day. Um, and I was just like, you know, what? I think people are kind of obsessed with this. If we're trying to lean into a fandom, like maybe let's try The Bachelor and then that was back in like 2017, 2018 when I started covering it. And then truly the rest is history. I, I had that chat show, um, had started a different podcast after that. And then me and Stephanie started working together in October of 2021 because she had had the Instagram account. She's all batch and, um, you know, wanted to do something with that following, but I'll pass it to you if you have anything else you want to add. Sure, I'll take the baton from you. That was a great <laughs> setup. But uh, great. yeah, I I um I've worked in entertainment news my whole like adult career and was always obsessed with The Bachelor. And I've had I made the account as like a hobby. It grew, and then in 2021 is where like, well, 2020 and 2021 where podcasts were kind of taking off. And I would get messages that I should start one, but I'm like, oh, you know, there's a million out there. There's a lot of competition. I'm not going to do that. And then. 
debated it, but wanted to reach out to Jackie because I knew that she had the podcast knowledge and I didn't even know like what kind of mic to order. Like I didn't even know, like, how do you even make a podcast? Where does it go? I, I had no knowledge about it. So I reached out to her and really just to pick her brain. But by the, by the end of the phone call that we had that I was supposed to just pick her brain, we actually decided that we were going to do it together and had, and made like a whole concept for the show. And that's kind of where things started. And you guys, didn't you guys start at like the same time? Am I right about that? Yeah, maybe we have on to... the blinds. That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ha- we've each had our own separate show. Oh, okay, right, right, on right. the blinds for sure was summer of 2021. Yeah, yeah. so we were right after you guys because I remember yeah. always seeing you on the charts when we would when we'd be there. I'm like, oh, beyond the blinds! Wow, I love them, and it was it was cool that we were um, yeah seeing you there. Yeah, post quarantine, like, oh, like made things different. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the possibilities mm-hmm. of like the internet were different after the pandemic because we were all like just sitting and stirring. Oh yeah, totally. And I think it just became so much more accessible to be able to put out content. And like for us, like we're always interviewing guests on the show, and it's so much more accessible because I like during the pandemic, even TV shows were having to do Zoom interviews. No one yeah. could be in studio. So I feel like people just like their ears kind of adapted to people being on Zoom connecting, which made it easy for me and Stephanie to work together because um, we don't live in the same place um, to have guests on. So yeah, it's like a totally different ball game now where location used to be so important and now it's not. I think the Instagram has really helped grow the podcast because at first... Obviously, we, we've grown an audience, but at first we didn't have anyone, but we'd say, oh, we're She's All Batch, and people would go on Instagram and see a big following, so they assumed that that following was the same as the podcast following, which I feel like has kind of like helped us sneak in through the doors, because we got some pretty big people pretty early on, which I don't think we would have had if we didn't have the Instagram. Now, it's kind of like one hand feeds the other, and people see other big people go on, so then they're fine going on, you know? But yeah. um. I do think having that Instagram presence at first helped the the beginning. Sure. And it's interesting that like the the start of the Instagram had nothing like podcasts weren't even a thing when I started the Instagram. I mean, I'm sure they were a thing, but I not really. They weren't super popular yet. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. It wasn't like popping off like it is now. People making mm-hmm. like a twenty podcasting. Yeah. Now I will say my experience with Bachelor and Bachelorette is very minimal. Mm -hmm. I basically know them after the fact of the show. Like there was a point where Pete was on, was Mm. secretly dating one of the girls. And I was like very into it, even though I never Mm -hmm. watched an episode of his season. The only season I did watch was um, Claire and Tasha. Oh, okay. I know. That's probably the worst one to start with. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe go back to watch a different one and change. It'll change your opinion. I swear. It was quarantine and the marketing got to me. I was like, marketing one, finally. (laughs) Desperate times call for desperate measures. But yeah, you should definitely go back to one of the more OG seasons. Like a, a Hannah Brown, a Ben Higgins, one of those older seasons are. I just want to know. Oh, no, you go. Go, go ahead. I just don't know how you guys, even Troy, I know you watch Big Brother too. Like you watch these shows that take up half of your week. Oh, it's a full-time job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it very much is. Um, Especially because it's like, I don't understand. I don't have the attention span for like, an hour and a half movie yet somehow I find two hours every single Monday night to sit down and watch the bachelor. And when paradise is on, sometimes they'll do Monday and Tuesday, two hours each. Um, it's literally absurd. It is really a full-time job. Yeah. ABC is out of their minds for the, how they long are. 
the bachelor is but like i don't know it's it's interesting because i feel like it's really easy to get like glamoured by the show like you get like hypnotized by the beats of it because it's always the same but it's like just different enough that like it makes you feel so comfortable it's almost like hypnotizing Totally. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people watch it. It's very comforting and it's very easy to watch because it is so formulaic in that way. I feel like Stephanie and I, Stephanie and I through the process of doing our podcast and interviewing people have start, have started to watch it with a different lens where we're always trying to think about like what's going on behind the scenes. And because the show is formulaic and there are these archetypes, they, they have to recreate them every single time with different people. And so they're like, getting in people's head and kind of creating these manipulated situations to get that same result each time. So that's like what we like to talk about a lot in our podcast, trying to look at it from that angle. And then, you know, in our interviews, people will kind of be like, yeah, I, when I said that I was like locked in a room for four hours and I just said what they wanted to hear because I wanted to like go to sleep. It was 4am. And so that's a really interesting way to look at it too. What's the craziest story you've heard from a guest? (laughs) Oh God. I think, I don't know. I think Kristen, I I was going to, I was going between either Kristen or Crystal who we had on recently where she had just done um, a fast because they were like going to Florida and she was like, and she's a fitness person. So she's like, Oh, I'm doing this fast or whatever. And then it was time to break the fast. And everyone knew she was doing this type of like cleanse thing. They go to have breakfast. They're like, um, Crystal, excuse me. Can you please um come to an interview, please? They pull her into a room for like two, three hours, take all of the breakfast away and then make this girl go after she was already like starving, go through the whole, whole day. And like, that's when she kind of spirals into uh, villain territory, but they like, they, they knew it. They did it on purpose. It's so crazy. Do you want to tell the Christmas like, story though? Yeah, that was like her infamous moment though. If you're a Bachelor fan, the bowling the bowling date where she has like a breakdown about something on mm-hmm. the show. But now knowing the backstory, it's like, okay, so they you were starving. They purposely pulled you away. She said by the time the interview was done, they pulled the breakfast. There was nothing else to eat. And then at the bowling alley, she's eating beer or she's drinking beer and eating um, onion rings. Like onion rings, yeah. So, I mean, it just paints the bigger picture that maybe you wouldn't have behaved that way had those circumstances not been my favorite is Kristen Whitney who was nicknamed scalp fingers on the show it's a whole awful story that they kind of bullied her with but um she talks on she's all batch about a conversation she has with another contestant that conversation literally never happened and she basically said that she was sitting outside a producer was sitting across from her asking her questions then she moves, you know, moves on. They pull the other girl that they show on TV, her having the conversation with the producer switches sides. So then all we see on TV is cutting from Kristen to the other contestant, to Kristen, to the other contestant. But it was both of them had separate conversations with producers. That was the craziest thing. Cause it's like, we understand Franken biting and we understand that things are taken out of context, but that was a conversation that literally never even happened. That's, next level abc to me is next level like Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because i feel like the bachelor is one of those shows and it's funny like kelly mentioned that i love big brother and i feel like when you watch big brother there's like two different kinds of people that watch it there's like people that watch it and they believe what they're seeing in the edit and then there's people that watch the live feed and they know the whole story and they watch the edit knowing that it's like just mumble jumble Mm -hmm. and I feel like with the bachelor it's the same where there's people that watch it and like they truly like 
they mm-hmm. watch it almost in like a precious moments like hallmark like filter where they're like the love is real like this the everything that's happening is happening and they are like totally they like cry and like mm-hmm. get really like emotionally invested in it in the way that like I don't know the way that they like intend for people to and then there are people like you guys that watch it with like human eyes yeah you know what I mean and you're watching like a totally different show than those people but you're watching the same show you know totally I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in like public situations or with friends and stuff and and someone will be like oh Jackie has a a bachelor podcast you watch the bachelor like talk to her like just you know when I'm meeting new people and the amount of times we just so don't connect because they're just like wow that was like so weird that crystal got so angry on that bowling date and I'm like yeah but you don't think she actually was angry about bowling right like they they starved her and then locked her in the room for three hours and like that's why she's acting that way um and yeah so that like you think you have this common ground thing and I'm like oh no 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 we are not watching the same show so maybe let's talk about something else and most people are like that most people don't know they think that the Mm -hmm. show is everything that it's portraying itself to be they don't see it with that clearer eye like we do when I was at the height of my so I was I've been like a batch head for a long time I took some time off from the show okay but I was batch nature okay Okay. I was very much batch nature very hardcore I was like tweeting tweeting and all the things and I used to like at the height of being a bachelor fan I would go to these like bachelor viewing things that people have you know those like parties where you like oh we know about them they show them on abc for some (laughs) reason (laughs) they they always like show live footage of people like like drinking champagne and watching the bachelor and it's so funny being in the same room with people like that where they're like just like on an emotional roller coaster with the editing of the show and I'm like you guys are wild yeah (laughs) they're crazy but I love it yeah it is it is really crazy sorry go ahead no I'm sorry I was gonna ask since I think the bachelor has obviously evolved into way more like Tyler Cameron's and they're actually coming into the pop culture space how mm-hmm. crazy is that for all three of you to see that? Because usually reality stars have more trouble doing that. Like I'm love teen mom unapologetically, but you're not going to see like Janelle dating a male model. Janelle, I'm sorry. Please don't get mad at us. Yeah, I love you, Janelle. <laughs> Lasers start pointing in your living room right now. <laughs> No, that's an interesting way to look at it. Um, I think we're just in such a weird time where I think we actually spoke with someone a few weeks ago who was on the Hills and he was like, I was so uh, cautious about being on the Hills because I was an actor and I wanted to be taken seriously. And I think maybe a few years ago, there wasn't as much crossover between reality TV and people who would end up doing something else in entertainment. And now I feel like everything is so incestuous that it's like not that unheard of to be a reality star and go on to do acting or have a podcast or write books or do literally anything else in entertainment. And I just don't think that was the case a few years ago. Reality TV kind of had some taboo. So that's why I think we're getting like these Tyler Camerons who are coming out of it and being legitimately taken serious as a model and then getting the Gigi Hadids of the world. We're also living in a world where TikTokers are millionaires. So I really do feel like, and like what you were saying in the beginning, Troy, like this is a different time that we live in that you literally could just be making one day you're dancing in your living room and the next day you're Addison Rae or Alex Earl and you're legitimately 
a celebrity. It's just crazy. Also, we can't just say someone from the hills. It's Brian Drolet <laughs> from the hills. She's Laguna Biatch. Of course, she'll know who we're talking about. <laughs> oh, right. I was, I was gonna ask, was it Brian or Jordan? I'm like, Brian. Wait, why did you? Th- oh, why? Why did you think that? Did you say it was season one? No, I just, no. I just had a feeling. Oh yeah, no, Brian was awesome. We actually just released it on our Patreon today. Actually, it was it's a really good interview with him. He was so cool. And he hasn't made mm-hmm. a dime off of the show. And I'm like, dude, at the very least, go make like some TikToks. You'll get some <laughs> kind of following. Make a shirt. Seriously. Shirt. <laughs> sure. Be like Jordan's yeah, what I- friend on the shirt. <laughs> I do think it's interesting to like gauge that though through The Bachelor. I think The Bachelor is one of the rare reality shows where you can really gauge like how fame has changed in regards to reality tv because it used to be like like i remember like such a big part of the show was like when you leave like your exit interview is like how good is your exit interview because it can make or break if you become the bachelor or the bachelorette mm-hmm. and at the end of the day it was like maybe you gain at like early instagram it'd be like yeah you'd gain some followers you know, you might be in the running to be the next Bachelorette, and that's about it. But now it's like you can have an entire career post The Bachelor just from being on the show for one minute. It now, makes do you think totally. That, money. Do you think that kind of takes away from like the magic of The Bachelor? And now so many people want to go on it to be influencers, obviously in yeah. the early seasons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because I think the golden seasons were back before they knew just how much opportunity was on the other side. It was like them being naive to the fact that you are on ABC and you do have access to all these people now that will eventually follow you. But like when I referenced um, like the Ben Higgins season or Chris Souls's season, that was right on the cusp of when they can become popular, but they didn't know it. So there was some kind of purity to it like they really were just going on maybe for some kind of notoriety but also for the adventure and the experience now it's like solely what they're doing I don't believe (laughs) anyone do you Jackie oh no no one is like um oh let's let I really need to find someone I want to be in a relationship let me go on this reality tv show where there's like 30 women and one guy like what are the chances that that would be the person you would ha- get into a relationship with, like get on an app. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think now everyone is there for that reason. And it definitely makes watching the show different as well too, because it's kind of a weird thing where like, they're all there for that reason, but no one's allowed to say that's why we're all there. No one can even really acknowledge, like this is a TV show at the end of the day. And there are certain perks and things that happen when you go on a TV show. So that's an interesting aspect of it too. That's like this unspoken rule. Like we're all here for this, but we all have to pretend like we're not. Yeah. Unless you're violently pointing at somebody else that is like, like right, 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 right. Fame. it's like, are you fucking kidding me? I love the person who immediately calls out somebody being there for fame. It's like, you, you're going to pull that card. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. That's your but story. There's someone, there's someone that fits that role every single season mm-hmm. every and they never win ever. The, the antagonist, I think it would be. Yeah. yeah never wins but they're, they're it's a very important role in this little <laughs> i was gonna say at, at least it can guarantee you'll get a little bit of screen time like if you're worried of going mm-hmm. home night one week two or something tell someone that they're there for the wrong reasons and you will get it's definitely a few featured itms and that will get your following up just a little bit i want to ask you guys what was the first season because so i remember like for me the first season of the show that really like took me by storm and this is like so embarrassing to say out loud 
Like, I can't believe that this is the season that, like, got me, but it was Emily Maynard. Yeah, that's a good season, though. Okay. All right, don't be ashamed. Let it out. Okay. I was an Emily girl, okay? I loved me some, some, like, Southern Barbie Emily. Um, What was your first, like, real hardcore, like, I'm emotionally invested in this show season? Chris Souls' season, I always reference it. Our listeners know I'm obsessed with him, but... That season, I remember watching and my jaw was on the floor. That is the season where Kelsey Poe was the villain. And Kelsey Poe had a husband that had passed away. And she had an ITM, like a little confessional. And she's like, isn't my story amazing? Tune in every Monday, Monday nights at eight. And she's talking about her deceased husband. And I just remember looking at my screen like, and we know all about like production and how people are set up for things, but those are things she said on her own. And she has since like gone. I think she doesn't live in America anymore. She literally <laughs> had to flee the country because she got that much scrutiny. And I don't think she's ever returned. Literally, we've interviewed oh. like 60 people. No one knows where she is. Chris doesn't know where she is. And um, yeah, that I don't think it's ever topped that. I remember where I was like watching that moment like this girl is nuts. And that was like a true villain versus what they do nowadays. Trying to really force the villain mm-hmm. edit. Just get the real villains. Find a crazy person. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was kind of a, a late bloomer to the show because like I said, I didn't really watch it and was like looking for opportunities and kind of fell into it. But I was, so the first show I covered was Ari season. Um, and I just remember watching it with my sister. And, and that's when I was like, oh, wait, no, this is what I should be covering. Like people are obsessed with this. And this is why, because I really felt like I was watching an SNL parody of The Bachelor, but it was actually <laughs> The Bachelor. Like watching that first episode where Ari like looks the way he does and he's just like walking on the beach, pondering, talking about finding the love of his life. And I was just like, there's no way this is real. And I had watched, I remember it was like a, right after New Year's Day. So I was like still at home in New Jersey with my family. My sister's watching it and like filling out a bracket for, with her sorority sisters for The Bachelor. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, you're taking like this seriously? Like you're excited about this? Like, what is this? Um, so yeah, that that I thought was a real a good season for me because I just think The Bachelor was so and we've come to like know Ari more now that he is with his wife Lauren and they've exposed more of their life on YouTube. Like, so this is not like bashing him in any way, but it just was like, this is so unbelievable. It's so crazy to me that so many people are so obsessed with this and taking this so seriously. It's funny you mentioned it, like, you looking at it like an SNL parody, because I feel like at a certain point, like, to me, the best days of The Bachelor were when they didn't know that people watched it that way. And then mm-hmm. at a certain point, it's like they found out that that was, like, the, the thing, and they really leaned into it, especially for Bachelor in Paradise. Like, they were totally. really, like, this is a silly, campy show, and, like, they almost like were too aware of the joke like it was Mm -hmm. it was much better when they weren't really in on the joke and we were like low-key making fun of them (laughs) yeah good time I agree I mean I have my my beef with Bachelor in Paradise like I was saying before like two nights a week for two hours and they even this summer had extended the season at one point and we're just like this needs to stop no it is so much this past summer is when they released like they're like, we approved three more weeks of episodes. And we're like, why? We're good. <laughs> and then the episodes they released, 
literally had like so much fluff in it people were complaining yeah. it was the ashley they brought back ashley and jared the married couple from the show mm-hmm. and and we, they, we watched like an hour of their date and we're like we've already this they're done we've already seen them why you're you're getting three more weeks of episodes so we can watch an old couple like there's not even new footage that you needed to add in it was just it they are wasting everyone's time yeah, that feels like an example of like, it, it was better two years ago when you weren't so in on the joke. <laughs> yeah. Now you're trying to force the joke and I'm yes. going like, yeah, let I us mean, make the jokes. And then you you put up the show and we'll make the jokes of it. But we make fun of you with the tweets. You right. Yeah. In on it. I heard somebody one time say that The Bachelor is a show where it's the same script every single episode, but they take different heads and like plop them on like Lego pieces and then different. <laughs> but it really is. It's That's like, funny. says the same sentences over and over and over but somehow it's like you don't I don't know like you can sit and watch it for three hours a a person literally just saying I'm here for the right reasons I'm here to find Mm -hmm. love opening my heart like just the same talking heads every time and they don't even talk about anything of substance at least what we're shown on the show I always make fun of that that it's like you're talking about you're talking about talking like, Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited to get to know you better. Instead of just asking questions to get to know them better. You're talking about what you're looking forward to happening. It, it's so odd to me. Just talk. I don't, unless they're just cutting that part out, which could obviously be happening. It's a lot of talking about talking. I think That's my favorite so is when they're talking about like falling in love. you like, I think I may be planning to in the future sometimes <laughs> fall in love with you. And it's like, what are you, what does that even mean? So you don't yeah. love me. Got it. Like that's right. really what you just said. In there. normal world, that means you don't love me. Okay. Moving <laughs> on. I'm so excited to get these two minutes with you and really get to know you. Yeah. Or when yeah. it's like after today, I'm in love with you. So basically the events of today made me fall in love with you. It yeah. <laughs> Even though I've met you a total of four times each time for two minutes. Right. Love. Yeah. Today is what turned it around. So. Yes. Our pasta dinner on the roof. Yeah. (laughs) Did you guys ever watch the show Unreal? Yeah. Yes. With all of your knowledge about The Bachelor verse, um, Mm -hmm. what do you think of that show compared to what actually happens behind the scenes? Because of course it's more Hollywood, but I know it's Mm -hmm. like written by former Bachelor, Bachelorette executives. I think it's pretty realistic, honestly, um, which is sad and scary to say. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's like pretty spot on, which is scary. Based on the things that people have revealed on the She's All Badge podcast, I would say it's pretty spot on. I mean, we've had people that literally said, I wasn't crying in my exit interview limo. So they brought up a dead family member and said like, oh, like, what would your dad think of this? Get you to cry and then air that footage of you crying. Jesus Christ. Want to know another yeah. favorite tea moment? Jared Haven, Ashley and Jared, who we were just talking about before. He was leaving paradise. He wasn't leaving with Ashley. He broke up with her and he wasn't crying. He, she told us, he, he's like, at the time, like I, I was okay with my choice. Like I was okay to leave, but they wanted him to be emotional and say sappy things. So the producer starts talking about her own dog that had passed away. And he's like, so I'm talking with her in the limo and talking about the dog and he says to her, um, at least she's not in pain anymore about the dog. They air it against Ashley crying. And then he's in the limo and he goes, at least she's not in pain anymore. And it makes it, it you, the viewer thinks he's talking about Ashley. So he's like, I literally was talking about a dead dog and they air it that I'm talking about Ashley. 
that's dark sided. And it's crazy yeah. to explain that to someone who maybe doesn't understand what happens behind the scenes. They're like, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't put that on air. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And that's, it's even more hardcore because Bachelor fans are so intense and like so plugged in and like really feel a sense of ownership over these people. And if the show gives somebody a bad edit afterwards, like the Bachelor fans have no problem just bullying them out of the country you know what I mean like literally out of the country yeah (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize what I was saying yeah out of the country no you'll go from being the fan favorite to the villain in a matter of an episode depending on how they portray you it's wild I mean bachelor nation is super fickle when it comes to that they do not give a fuck do we curse (laughs) (laughs) they don't give a fuck (laughs) the fact that bachelor nation goes by bachelor nation should tell you that they don't fuck and right. Should... Version of right that is all you need to know about them <laughs> i don't want to hate on them too much we are them but you know Listen, <laughs> same Fam- family can hate on family right true it's blood <laughs> so as we get into some blind items we'll go back to like discussion blind items this blind item i think is very fun and everyone listening please remember that all blind items are alleged we don't know if they're true or false it's just out there this former boy bander might be married, but it's never stopped him from cheating. This weekend, he hooked up with this former network reality star who's looking for new love after her reality love crashed and burned. And that's allegedly Joey Fatone from Sync and Andy Dorfman. What a crazy vision. Of- Wait, I <laughs> the two of them together because I could never picture it, but go wait off, I, I actually guess. can I actually can really? see that happening yeah and I feel like she likes the dark-haired guys and he kind of fits that bill and I'm sure if you're with Joey Fatone at a club and you just got broken up with by Josh Murray you'd probably make out with him I'd make yeah, out I mean don't get me wrong I feel like being part of NSYNC does get <laughs> you up a few more notches so Joey Fatone if you're listening I'm I'm still interested it's fine slide into Jackie's <laughs> DMs yeah there you wouldn't say no to joey fatone <laughs> no i would never no member of nsync absolutely not there was a video the other day that went viral of joey and i think it was joey and chris like doing the bye 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 dance at a bar. oh my god yeah <laughs> it it's like so... kind of all they got these days though so let mm-hmm. them have it he's like wearing billabong like shorts i was like wow damn <laughs> the mighty yeah. He was on, Someone... he did a couple of stints on Impractical Jokers. Do you guys watch that show? I've brought this, mm-hmm. I brought up Impractical. What? Oh my no, God. I, I really think you guys would love, you would love that show. Well, I guess it's kind of irrelevant if you don't know the show, but he <laughs> appeared, he appeared on that show a couple of times and he's very like, he's goofy and fun. I could see him getting Andy Dorfman. I'm not surprised. And what's funny, like all the Bachelor people moved to Nashville. So I like met a few of them, didn't really know much about them, but I would always see Chris Kirkpatrick in Nashville too. Like somehow he rolled around with like the Bachelor, Bachelorette people. Really? Ooh, I was a Chris girl. So I no one else was. I liked being the only one. I wanted to go for the one that, I didn't want to be a Justin girl. I'd have to fight off everyone. Mm. <laughs> What's the, I think I was a JC girl. Yeah, like, JC. What are all their names again? Yeah, JC yeah. was good too. Chris, that you have no competition though. So I was like, I'll take Chris. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris had brandy braids. So that's, it was like, well, you can have him grow up. I mean, I didn't <laughs> like him during the braids. God, Troy. Um, this blind item, it's from 2018. 
This illiterate A-list, mostly television actress, says that her now ex is a former network reality star wannabe actor, cheated on the actress on a milestone kind of day for the actress, and then completely broke it off for his new love. Now, allegedly, that's Nick Vile breaking up with January Jones to hook up with Rumor Willis. Oh, I have uh, people have yeah, said this because they were all on his podcast around the same time. So then they were like, oh, this is a thing. Wait, did you say illiterate A-list? Like as in they can't read? No, it's the it's alliteration, like January Jones, JJ. Oh, oh ew, yes. Okay. Can I, I confirm like, she can read? I can't confirm honest. she can read, but... <laughs> Wait, you know the the meme of Charlie Day trying to piece together things at a wall, like really confused. That is me while you read blinds because I'm like, okay, we have an A list <laughs> actress, and I'm like, how many how mm-hmm. many characters are in this blind? And I'm trying to like piece together like what is actually what's the scenario here. So we're saying that Nick broke up with January to date rumor. Yes, I'm sure he didn't date any of them. We just covered this on our show. He admitted that he faked a relationship with Rachel Bilson because they were bored. Like he has no shame. He... That's what I love about him because he's like yeah. very just like I want to. He's like Spencer Pratt. That's what he's I was like, gonna I say. Because yeah. wait, totally. that's such a good connection. As someone who doesn't really watch the show, he was kind of the first one for me to be like, "Why am I seeing this Nick Vile everywhere? Like, and why does he kind of look like Spencer Pratt? What's going on?" <laughs> <gasps> oh, yeah, God. he's amazing at at doing things to get people talking. And, and it's funny because like even in our Facebook group with the people who listen to the podcast, they'll be like. Oh my God, is Nick serious? Like this photo is so crazy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, guys, you're falling for the trap. You're falling for the trap. This He's a master at this. Like he'll post like three hot pictures and then one that's like so ugly and so cringy on purpose <laughs> just so that yeah. people share it with their friends. And like, I hate this guy and he does not care. <laughs> he just wants the attention. I think he likes being known as the, because the, even in blind items, like they refer to him you know that you've made it in blind items when they give you your own kind of nickname or like they constantly refer to you as the same thing because they talk mm-hmm. about you so much and they always refer to him as the most hated bachelor contestant <laughs> and like that alone is kind of iconic because there's a lot of people yeah. in the back state yeah that's funny he does <laughs> always say too he's like there's no such thing as haters there's just people who care and people who don't and i'm like all right yeah yeah like it's it's kind of iconic yeah that is kind of iconic though that you compared him to spencer pratt because one you would that's amazing but two i've also never made that connection that like he does actually have a lot in common with spencer pratt yeah smart in a in a maniacal way yeah (laughs) smart in like this kind of way i feel like he's just a little bit better looking and that's why he doesn't get as much hate Mm. i I agree he is gorgeous i will be honest (laughs) As I, I would, I would be happy to be a Nick, Nick, Nick girl. Yeah, you, but I didn't any... think so until he started talking a lot on his yeah. podcast, and then <laughs> yeah. his, the way his his arrogance, the when he talks, I, sometimes I'm just like, oh, okay, this took. I don't see your muscles anymore. <laughs> like this took you down yeah. a few notches. I feel like he'd be a type of guy that I would want to like go up to at a bar. And then once I start talking to him, like I'd get anxiety from the way he speaks. Like he just talks down. He's mansplaining. It's just, mm, no. He's the king of like to play devil's advocate. And it just like (laughs) makes your blood boil. I can hear him, his voice literally saying those words. And it Mm -hmm. makes the hairs on my arms raised. Um, I'm going to read a blind about somebody that I find very interesting from this show. 
I'm going to save the reveal, though. This B-list reality star from multiple shows stays in separate hotel rooms when he and his girlfriend go on the road. He also makes sure that they are on separate floors. He says it is because he needs to prepare for what they are on the road for, whether it be press or meeting fans, but it is so that he can talk to the women that he is cheating with in private. The girlfriend does not even put up a fight. They both have someone else in their lives, but are trying to stick it out and get a nice big paycheck, even if it means getting married and then deciding a few months later to divorce. And that is Sean Lowe, who has so many blind items. Oh my God. Sean is a blind item star. Are they all a similar type of story of him cheating? What does that mean in blind world? A lot of like, just that it, all of his whole virgin thing, mm. all of this complete bullshit, which like makes sense. Um, but just, yeah, that yeah. he's just full of shit and that he cheats and everybody knows it. That's fucking crazy. I actually said to Jackie, that's like finding out Santa Claus cheats on Mrs. Claus. Like there's <laughs> no And way. then I was like, he probably does. So I believe yeah. that. Santa too? Don't, yeah, don't, Santa don't is, my is cheating. Um, <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> that's wild i mean we just went from talking about how we look at the show in a different eye but that's one thing i can't wrap my head around sean Lowe cheating he has just done such a good job at selling this cookie cutter version of himself that it's hard for me to to believe that he's not that see i feel like he was able to do that because he was up against emily maynard who i feel like it was really easy for him to like perpetuate his bullshit and like Mm -hmm. I feel like she was so much a part of his like figuring out his like public image thing that's interesting yeah no that's a good I like I wonder if he was going against going against or trying to date an Andy Dorfman or a Caitlin Bristow would they have maybe called him out yeah like I feel like Caitlin would have been like are you is this for real Mm -hmm. like is any of this really happening but you know Emily was happy to be like hey buttercup Frosted flag. Yeah. <laughs> she loved that shit. And there is something on this show. We say everybody cheats unless it's proven different. <laughs> yeah. And just even Santa. Always- sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We say just don't make me look stupid. That's the rule. It's mm-hmm. like we're gonna do these weird things and have experiences and do whatever we want, but don't make me look like an idiot. You know. Mm-hmm. But this blind is saying they purposely go on different floors so that he can have other girls come to the room and Catherine won't notice. Allegedly. 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 Oh, allegedly, of course. But yeah, her as well. That the, they're just like, they're business partners and they're traveling mm-hmm. in this business. They're like putting on business conferences at hotels, basically. What's your take on the, to me. What's I'm your like, take yeah, on perfect. the fact that they're married and have three kids, though? Do you think it's still happening or you think this was when they were like at the height of their bachelor fame? Well, that was from that. That was like when they were doing their, like, you know, the equivalent, I feel like the bachelor equivalent of like club promotion is like going to hold literally to like the banquet room of an econo lodge hotel (laughs) and giving a seminar about finding love or whatever. And they were really, you know, leaning into that and no, no shade, like, you know, that's like what you do, but that was definitely the height of them out on the doing the tour you know what I mean your mm-hmm. posts and tour I think also too like just because they're living together like they could still be friends it, like if they know that like we're gonna make a bunch of money doing this and putting up this image together 
they might still get along. They might have sex like once a year to make a baby or something. Um, but then they're like, they can have a mutual understanding of like, no, but we're like doing our own things. It's better for both of us in all aspects. I don't yeah. know. That's always how I think yeah. some of these couples are. It becomes a business. When there's so much money involved. Yeah. I, I just think like it's either if we get divorced, like the money goes away. So. Right. And we both want that good money. I'm going to read a totally. follow about him. It says this B-list celebrity reality star paid two women 10K each and another woman an undisclosed amount to keep quiet about their previous sexual relationship. The virginity claim needed to be protected to ensure the big payday and the paydays in the future from his prospective employer, who loves that he stayed a virgin until he was married. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. So like, I don't know, it, it, it kind of does make sense. It's wild to me when there's, there's so more... many of them, it, it's like, well, it's coming from somewhere, you know? Yeah, it's wild to me that there was more than one virgin bachelor. That's something he I was just a born again. I, I actually <laughs> Wait, believe what? That... No, he was the born again <laughs> bachelor. So maybe he was paying off his like previous sexual encounters because he didn't want them to come forward. That actually makes sense because he didn't say like he he wasn't when he was the bachelor, he was saying, I'm not having sex anymore. Mm-hmm. Like oh. so even I remember him and Catherine when they got engaged, there was um wasn't there like a, a countdown to when they had sex? Like on they yeah. had on their wedding special, it was like four hours until Sean and Catherine have sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so maybe so he was paying off like previous girls that he had sex with. Mm-hmm. Not because it was a secret that he had sex, but maybe because he didn't want them to come forward. And sell stories. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe he, I don't know. Like maybe he was more of a fuck boy than. Yeah. Someone was like, there's a reason he's not having sex and I'm going to tell the story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get that. Actually, that does put it into perspective. I forgot that he said he was born again. Yeah. That was his whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they they had success with that. So they're like, Colton, come on. We need you to do the same thing. Except you're (laughs) a real virgin this time. 
That is I, so funny. I'm sorry. Like, I don't have sex for two years. Can I be a born again virgin? Yes. Like, can I market what it myself? Is. <laughs> like, that's silly. That is so Yeah, silly. it just, it grows back. That's your virginity that <laughs> comes back. <laughs> if you wait long enough, you have to lose it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is someone I wanted to talk about with you guys. The creator of the show, Mike Fleiss. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of blind items about him and just trigger warning everyone listening. Um, a lot of like sexual assault misconduct is coming out about him. Obviously I'm not familiar with this outside of blind items or anything. What is this something you're surprised about at all? Or has it been something that's been like a slow burn and then everything finally came out? The sexual assault su- I think was um, out there. Is that what you're referring to? Or just the fact that all this shit has come out since he's left the franchise? Just like everything that's come out. Was any of it a surprise, I guess? I'm Honestly, surprised no. they got they got rid of him. I'm surprised by that. I'm not surprised about his character. The stories mm-hmm. that are coming out, it's not exactly shocking that the creator of The Bachelor has allegedly had a history of racism and... Yeah, and, and I think there are always kind of whispers or maybe there was some other thing that had gone on, like between him and his wife I don't know all the details but he always didn't have a very good reputation as like a stand-up guy so none of this has really surprised me glad he's kind of getting away from the show yeah no one ever looked at him as like oh wow I want to be like Mike Fleiss so Mm -hmm. I'm not too surprised (laughs) by it but again I'm shocked that the of major franchise like the bachelor was able to separate i don't we're not sure if he was pushed away or if he stepped away that stuff is still unclear i do agree with you that it's interesting that they were able to separate because it's it's a show that prides itself on like you know even with chris you know having chris be the the host for 20 whatever years and like they really pride themselves on i don't know just like how long like it being an institution i guess you could say you know yeah I think I think at this point they're kind of like leaning on that too because they like are starting to get overshadowed by some of these other dating shows that are coming up on the scene like love is blind and it I feel like people are just leaning to oh well the bachelor's always been around it's always gonna be around I don't know how much like juice that has left in it unless they adapt like I we were talking earlier about the fact that like they have these conversations where they just talk about nothing talk about nothing talk about nothing I would love if you talked about something so we can actually get to know these people more and get more invested. I feel like the past few seasons, like, okay, Zach's trying to choose between Gabby and Katie. He's conflicted, but it's like, we literally don't know why. Like, what about Gabby is like, are you connecting with? What about Katie? Are you connecting with? Are there aspects of their lives that you see fitting into your life in different ways? Like, they just don't talk about anything. But yeah, I think they're really relying on like the longevity of it. And just like the iconicness of like, everyone knows the roses, the guy, the traveling, all of that in pop culture. I agree with you though. It is interesting to see it up against now, like these other, cause of course, like, you know, dating shows have always come and go, like even mm-hmm. as far as like Temptation Island and like, you know, all the other shows that have even been on the same network, but not really in the same way now that like, you said like love is blind and like all of these shows are like really successful in like acquiring their own like institution mm-hmm. and like rabid fan base and like they're doing the thing that the bachelor used to do and in in a way the bachelor does feel very like dated in the way that they won't change 
Mm -hmm. It's very like 90s. Totally. Well, they haven't changed their formula since literally, was it 2002? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. They literally haven't changed it. So uh, it's not surprising that it feels like the 90s. But yeah, they really, they need a, a makeover. They need some type of change. And maybe now that he's gone, that can actually happen. I think that's what most fans are hoping for. Now, I have a blind from 2022, and the reveal is one of, um, we call him the prince of the podcast. So I just want to know your opinion on this relationship. This reality couple from multiple shows over multiple platforms, let it be known, the A-plus list athlete was invited to their nuptials. They knew he probably wouldn't show, but it gave them an extra story for the tabloids to keep their names out there. And that's Jojo Jordan Rogers. And of course they invited Aaron. Mm-hmm. I would just love to know your opinion on what the fuck is going on with Jordan and Aaron Rodgers. I honestly don't know. I know nothing about sports. So I'm like, I know he's a football player. Why don't they speak? What is yeah, the, do we know that we don't know? That's the whole thing. Yeah. I was just asking if you guys had any like behind the scenes, because allegedly very alleged Aaron enjoys the company of men. Okay. And the Rogers family is not okay with that. That's what all the blind items say. So I did not know if you maybe heard anything or saw anything maybe mm-hmm. on like a Reddit form or anything like that. Because Jordan um, makes it seem like he's tried so hard all these years to be in touch with Aaron and Aaron won't have it. That's what I've gotten from their, what, that's what they're telling the press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly don't know. We haven't, we only met Jojo and Jordan one time and it was like a very brief interaction at an event. So we never have actually formally had them on the podcast for an interview and they seem to remain very like private and polished. So I, yeah, I really haven't even heard from people who are closer with them, who we, who we've interviewed on the show, really anything. They really keep a lot, what was the phrase close to the chest. So I wouldn't even know. Well, that's a shame. Mystery. I'm sorry. Is that like the we big can work? <laughs> we can work on that one. Like yeah. now that I know it's such a big mystery, I will. They're like, that's why we want to get guests. the She's All Badge Girls on I know, the podcast I'm gonna be like, so they could reveal it. And we're like, oh, we got nothing here. You guys were great. The podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Tell us the secret. <laughs> um, no, I'm going to switch gears, but I'm going to read a blind from 2018 about somebody that I think really we could do a whole episode on. Honestly, these two names together, you're just going to die. Yay. She loves publicity more than anything. So yes, this former one season wonder turned spinoff reality star turned celebrity is perfectly willing to beard for this closeted wannabe full-time reality star with famous friends. That is alleging that Corinne from The Bachelor was going to beard for Kim Kardashian's best friend, (laughs) none other than Jonathan Chibin Chiban, aka the food god. And I totally have- believe this. Oh There's <laughs> so will- many lines about them. Really? A ton of all saying that, like saying the same thing. Yeah, that they like really were like in business together and like trying to figure out like how are we gonna. I mean, there are so many. I'll- this is a follow-up one. I'll read this one really quick too. If you were in the Hamptons this weekend and Really, who amongst us was not in the Hamptons this weekend? I wasn't. Okay, I have. It says, okay, I wasn't. I'm guessing you were. But if you were, you may have seen this one season reality wonder who reminds you 
that Beniel sport events, whenever her name pops up in the mainstream, what was she doing, you ask? Spending her very early evening slash late afternoon hours doing some lines of coke with someone very near, very nearby. Who was that? That always hanger on to the reality family who has a secret that we all want him to just announce so that we can move on with our lives and not have to think about him ever again. And that is Corinne at a party in the Hamptons, allegedly doing a lot of cocaine with Jonathan Cheevan. Could they just be close friends though? Like do, or do we think she's actually acting as a beard for him? Well, this was like right at the height of her press cycle as well. She was Mm -hmm. really out there selling the merch. Remember she started that website, like selling shirts that said things and she was really Mm -hmm. doing the damn thing. Yeah. And Jonathan is always paying women to like be hooked onto his arm while he goes and takes pictures of food in New York. Like that's sort of what he does. He, he pays women to like go be seen in public with him. So I don't think that it's really weird at all that she would be like, you know, bump shoulders with him at some party or something. Yeah, especially because he is like on a, I, in my opinion, like a different level tier of celebrity compared to Corinne. So it would level up for her. Sounds like a great gig, honestly. I thought the same thing. It's like, it's it's one degree separated from the Kardashians, which is a right. great place to be when you're a desperate reality star. Right. So I have to hang out with food god. Mm. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> That's <laughs> the downfalls of the job. But uh, <laughs> I think she, she got one of the biggest tastes of fame from the show ever. Like outside of a Tyler Cameron, I think the Corinne explosion that happened after her time on the show, I'm sure she thought that was never going to end. And Mm -hmm. it did. I mean, you're 15 minutes for a reason. And I think she's, she seems like she wants to do anything to get that back. And when I, when I saw that she was on the red carpet with Shake, what's his shake from love is blind is that his name mm, yes oh she was, was crazy but yeah, yeah because yeah. they were on a reality they're on a new mtv i don't i may be misspeaking about some of the details here but they're on some kind of reality show together and turns out they apparently get together and i'm like come on like that is not by accident that is both of them probably knowing that if we team up we're gonna get some type of fame i don't think it'll ever be like corinne nick Bial bachelor level fame like mm-hmm. she was like the goat at the time yeah but i think she she'll do what what's needed to get her back somewhat in that limelight i mean i'll tell you i really did not predict that she wouldn't to i had all my money placed on her i was like she's the one like if there's one person that will come out of this and actually be able to like bethany frankel this and turn it into some crazy Mm. illustrious career with lots of money and a brand and i thought it really was going to be her and like what we got was like a t-shirt line. <laughs> I think that was, was it. Yeah, I think she was like a year or two too late. Like had she hit it like right at Hannah Brown time, Tyler Cameron time, because that was a few years after. I think the the followings that have come out at that time were much bigger. Also, I think like you have to be able to like, I think she really was so genuine in her just like being this drunk girl who's saying things or whatever that she wasn't strategic about going on the show. And I think- if you want a Bethany Frankel, you you have to be strategic and like have a plan. And I, I think she didn't. I think it was just like a, a strike of lightning. She just happened to be this funny girl that people were into, but wasn't able to capitalize. You have to have a business savvy, I think, to really like turn it into something. And some people do and some people don't, 
I also wonder if the um, Paradise scandal hurt her as well, because that was yeah, like that her too. lightning in a bottle moment. Then that happened. And then it kind of like. It's so true. Like whatever she was going to do, definitely mm-hmm. chopped, you know, yeah. and that that sucks. That yeah, was yeah. That, I thought that The Bachelor was going to end. I really thought that that was like, a, a you know, they've had so many scandals, but I really thought that was like the one scandal that was so just unavoidable and just so bad I was like this show how can they go on yeah and her statement at the time when she was like I I was a victim implying that like something more happened and then she later came out and said like oh no I was a victim of the press I'm like "Mm, you can't backtrack on that that's a little weird but yeah that was dark yeah it was very icky well on a lighter note I would love (laughs) to talk about Tyler and Gigi Hadid okay because I was very invested in them and I was almost like, they're going to end up together. They're going to be married. Like, I don't know what was going on with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just COVID, you know, quarantine. I was bored. Mm. But was that shocking to see, like, what was he third or runner up? He was in like runner the top up. Three. Runner up. Yeah. To see like a runner up with a supermodel. And I know everyone was in love with Tyler, but were you guys actually shocked to see that? Yes, I think it was a new high for the franchise, actually, because I don't think anyone, a contestant from the show, as famous as they can get, has ever been with like an actual, well, I guess Wells was with Sarah Hyland, but I think Gigi Hadid is just like a a step above Sarah Hyland as far as like fame and influence goes. And yeah, that was that was some next level stuff right there. It was also the timing of it. It was right after the Bachelorette finale. He was going to get drinks with Hannah. He did. There were paparazzi photos of him leaving her hotel or some house. And then what, two days later was spotted with Gigi. So everyone was kind of expecting this like reconciliation with Hannah, which I wanted. And then he's out with Gigi. So that's what really kind of shook things up even more. On top of the fact that you're with Gigi Hadid, you're leaving Hannah Brown for that. Which yeah, I don't yes. support. I still don't support <laughs> it. I'm like, why didn't you just get back with Hannah? Yeah. Still to say this whole relationship really confuses me too, because it was so short and fleeting, yet so impactful. But also too, like it ended, I feel like as quickly as it began, but yet somehow in that short process, like Tyler was at, I guess Gigi's grandmother had passed away and Tyler flew overseas with their entire family to go to this funeral her boyfriend of two weeks. So I'm always sometimes like, how serious was this? I, I still to this day, it confuses me. I think that there are good- that's so random. Like he's somebody who's like, like you had said earlier, some people just have business savvy. Like some people just don't. Mm. He's an example of somebody that I think is just good at being famous. Like he really is just like good at can, like keeping himself talked about in some form. You know what I mean? Like versus, like you said, Wells- who was married to Sarah, but it almost feels like, did they even get any press from that relationship? Like, did anybody even really talk about that? You know, which is crazy because that's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. But like the way that Tyler was able to parlay that into like a whole tabloid career, I, it's like, it's crazy. It's still yeah. so wild because even he was just in like the Uncommon James, Kristen's photo mm-hmm. shoot for her jewelry line. But the way Kristen Cavallari to me is one of the best marketers out there, honestly. But the way she did it was they were just randomly making out like at a bar and TMZ had pictures. And I'm like, that is a photo shoot, everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. I need you to like, and now they're allegedly really hooking up. 
But um, but yeah, it started off as Kristen being like, no, it'll get us in the tabloids. No, it'll get us in the press. And Tyler's like, hell yeah. I yeah, can't imagine like, living a life like that. Like, isn't that so crazy? Like, hey, I want to get attention. Like Nick Vial and Rachel Bilson. Like, I want to get attention today. Let's post a photo to Instagram and allude to the fact that we're dating. Like, what a life to live that you could just do that. <laughs> I know. And it's so interesting because it's like, you really, at this point, you don't have to like try as hard. Mm-hmm. So like really just idiot people can be like, let's get a lot of attention today. Yeah. Whereas like back in the day, like even, in, you know, back in like bachelor days, like if you wanted to parlay that time into like more money, you did like go outside and like really do shit and like oh yeah, try hard. You know what I mean? And now you can just like lay on your couch yeah. and be alive all day and make a ton of money selling gummy bears. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Remember like club appearances when it was like, oh, God. Stephen Coletti is going to be at the club in Atlantic <laughs> City. Like, that's how you make your money. You actually have to. And Stephen was like 18 at the time. I know. <laughs> Holding a bottle of Smirnoff with a sprinkler in it. It's like, thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, that's so funny. Remember the, um? wasn't there like a Hollister shirt or something? And it said, I want Stephen's longboard there were like a bunch of them like what would talon do jason jacuzzi bad idea i'm like you're writing these about 17 year olds yeah that is a child <laughs> and you want I, his longboard his longboard that is so dark also did he oh longboard that's like a surfboard right not a skateboard <laughs> i was like did he use a skateboard <laughs> oh did he oh is it a but he didn't skateboard that doesn't even make sense come on hollister I wanted to read a blind about, and I will find it. I know that I will find it, but I just have to bring this up before, just very selfishly for me. <laughs> um, what the hell? Where is he? What's his name? The guy, Chad. Mm. Chad, the steak meat eating, the lunch meat bachelor himself, Chad. That was like a wild era of The Bachelor. Yeah. When Chad was like just on Snapchat going absolutely insane, he was almost like, and I'm not even saying this as a joke, and I'm not trying to be insensitive when I say this. He almost had like an Amanda Bynes quality about him when he when he was really famous because he was like going out in public and just doing really crazy shit at like grocery stores and stuff. And people would film him. And he had a poodle. I remember that he would carry around out in public mm-hmm. all the time and just be photographed like eating chickens at the grocery store and stuff. It's so crazy because I feel like that, like we're talking about people who are calculated and good at getting attention. The the weird thing about Chad is it's like, I think he just like so doesn't give a fuck that like that wasn't him even being calculated to get attention. I think he's just like actually <laughs> like that, which is insane. We've had him on the show. Um, I feel like he's very bitter from the show. Like I think he he truly thought he was going to be The Bachelor. And I think- producers maybe pushed him to do certain things I mean I think he's done he did a lot of things that are inexcusable on the show but he's he told us that a lot of those things were because producers were telling him that if you do this and we get ratings you'll be the bachelor of course which is like and he he gives that kind of vibe like he seems like a little too almost vulnerable for that world like He's the kind of reality star that could so easily fall into the trap of fame in like mm-hmm. one second. Like it would take absolutely no pressure, really. 
He kind of reminds me of Corinne in in a sense where I feel like they both had that like lightning bolt of fame from the show. And then you almost become addicted to like, well, wait, I'm Mm -hmm. not what everyone's talking about anymore. What do I need to do to get people talking about me again? That's how he gives off that vibe, at least. I'm going to read two blind items about him back to back. Okay. Uh, This first one says, this flash in the pan reality star made a name for himself in the short time that he was on the network reality show. Apparently, he won't be consummating any relationships, though, because he is on so much HGH that he can't even stand to attention, if you know what I mean. I don't think it's surprising that Chad was taking steroids, allegedly. And no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was like Royd raging the fuck out in that house. (laughs) <laughs> and then this one says the amount of drugs and steroid abuse from this now two-time network reality star is actually frightening. I'm pretty sure the network thought he was going to kill someone on set. And that was when he was filming Bachelor in Paradise and he really leaned in to his like, I don't even know what you would call it, his like Hulk edit. He said to us when he was on the podcast that uh, they had like security guards on the bachelorette and we asked him if that was staged and he said yes. But then we also had Evan Bass on and we asked him if it was staged and he said no. So we don't know. Like I was like, (laughs) were people really fearful for their lives? Chad's like, no, they only came when uh, the security guards were only there when the cameras were there. And Evan's like, the security guards were there 24 seven. So I'm like, okay, you guys still can't like come to an agreement here so i don't know who to believe i'm sure they just had to tell chad that they were like actors like those are cardboard yeah please don't <laughs> <Okay>. hit us <laughs> it sounds like he would have been perfect on like tool academy like the future. yeah he would also be really good on the challenge oh yes yeah you put direct that energy towards somewhere where you can thrive i actually think that's a great idea we should write him that mm-hmm. he should be climbing high cars that are above oceans and things yeah i think he would thrive so for someone who's not super familiar with the show like i said i know like after the show i want to know some of your favorite things and we can go around between the three of you your favorite season of all time Hmm. it's it is hard i'm gonna say re season because that was the first one i covered um doing this like as a job and it I feel like you never forget your first time honestly and because the show is so repetitive like the first time you're experiencing it is is different magic than the million other times to follow when it's always like the same kind of archetypes that you're seeing over and over yeah I'll have to say Chris Souls again because I think that was when like there was organic drama coming from the show like Ashley I for example she's from that show And yes, she was crying a lot, but she also admittedly is a very emotional person. So it wasn't like, it didn't come off as inauthentic. It didn't seem like she was trying to do it for the cameras. And I just feel like that type of real drama hasn't occurred in quite some time. So I would have to say, Chris. I'm going to say Caitlin. Mm. Because I really just, it's not often that I watch the show and I feel like an actual, like, like oh I would handle this like her or like I would say the same thing and I I really connected to her like I really felt I it was the the closest I've ever come to like getting to that place of watching The Bachelor where I like make fun of people where I'm like really like I'm like twisting a rose in my fingers while I'm watching the show and like crying and <laughs> shit I really got into it like heavy with Caitlin I just really connected to her a lot and and I also just hated the way she was treated after 
And I remember just being so violently angry that people were allowed to just like call her a whore because she had sex on the show. It's like, how dare you date 30 men and not fuck one? Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, it. like, in the fantasy suite, they think it's fine. But it's like, how dare you have sex one week before the show, like, said that you can have sex? It's like, right. what does that even mean? It's absurd. so crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I got I got a little too into that season. <laughs> no, that was a good one. And they actually read those tweets on the after show. Like, Chris Harrison's like, we're going to read some tweets about Caitlyn. You're a dirty yeah. whore. And, like, had no problem <laughs> on national television saying these things. And just, like, fast forward to today with, like, Gabby, who slept with Zach, and that was a big storyline. Like, that would never happen. Well, actually, no. People are probably sending her those types of messages, but they would never air them on the show and, like, shine a light on it. Yes, I agree. And I feel like with Caitlyn, even after the show, you know, she maybe got some fillers, did some things, and people were so hard on her for every single thing that she's done since the show. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really sad because she had a really great like spirit about her and just like a real glow about like a a natural kind of like um, magnetism. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people were almost like threatened by it when she was because she was really like confident and like like sure of herself and stuff. And I don't know, it's just I I just love her. All right. Your favorite bachelor and favorite bachelorette. Um, is like watching their season or like post show them as um like fans pick. of them now. <laughs> That's your choice. Um, I, I guess I think I'm going to keep my same answer of Ari because I, that's the one I had the most fun watching for the first time. And then favorite bachelorette, I think also Caitlin Bristow. I love her too. Favorite bachelorette, Hannah Brown. Always and forever. Love her. Iconic. Uh, I I would normally say Chris Souls, but I don't want to be a broken record. So I'm going to say Nick Vial because he's so unapologetically himself. Mm, that's a good answer. I'm going to say favorite bachelorette, even though I just went on and on about Caitlin. I'm going to say Rachel, just because I, ne- I never thought I'd see the day. And she was so not a disappointment and like that was great that the first black bachelorette was like so cool and like so good at tv like such a good reality star she was just like she lived up to the 20 year waiting for this moment thing and then my favorite bachelor um was probably ben higgins yeah i got really into ben I love it. It's like (laughs) another season where the, 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 it was a little too close to home. It came too close to home. I was like, yeah, we have a funny story about Ben Higgins. Okay. A good one. Story time. Uh, yeah, it has a good ending. Um, so we're like, I don't know, two months into the podcast and we talked about him from time to time, nothing crazy. And I get a DM from him slides on in and he goes something along the lines of like it's clear you don't like me um can we talk and I'm like what (laughs) like Ben knows us like I was so confused and I was I cried I called Jackie like sobbing I'm like what did we say like what were we upset Ben like the Ben Higgins of all people of all people we have a call with him mind you we don't even know if like are we are we gonna have an interview can we record this no information he just wants to talk so I know, like, is he gonna yell at us right now like yeah. truly so nervous oh going God. into it <laughs> so we get on the call and like normally like 
professionally, we'd be like, hi, like, okay, this is what's going to go down. And we kind of like prep our guest and we just like sat there. We're like, so do you have something to tell us? Like what's, we didn't even know what upset him. And he just told us that, I think he said four people DM'd him and said that like, just stuff that we had said on the podcast, nothing serious. Everything's kind of like tongue in cheek, like harmless jokes and fun. And we, I, I don't know. Then we ended up, um, doing an interview with him and we became friends with him and it has a happy ending. He's come on the show twice since, and we now have merch through his merch company. So technically we're like employees of Ben. Oh, that's a really Uh, happy ending. I know. Yeah. I mean, it was an awkward transition. Like we went, I don't even know, like, what was it that we did that we didn't even apologize because we're like, we're we're still to this day. I'm unsure what he was upset about, but I think he wanted to get it off his chest. Yeah, I feel like as soon as we started talking to him, it was very clear that, like, he is someone who needed to see us face-to-face and have that conversation for whatever issues that, like, he has. I think he is someone who can be really sensitive to anything that's said about him in, like, if it, like, but he's talked about this and he's been open about it because he was perceived as, like, this golden, perfect guy as The Bachelor. And I think that really messed him up where it's, like, if you say anything less than perfect, he feels like he needs to yeah. either defend himself or whatever. So I think as soon as we got on the call, it was very much more clear. It's like, oh, I think you wanted to see us and and just be able to put your mind at ease. Because otherwise I get it. Like your mind is racing. If you just think these random girls don't like you, yeah. which was never the case. We're like, oh, we just made a little joke. Like, Almost oh, like he's up at Santa to be, to do Santagrams on cameo and we were just kind of like that's a hilarious we made a passing comment yeah he dressed dressed up up as santa um but he thought we were making fun of him he dressed up as santa and did um santagram so it was just a passing story it probably was five minutes on the podcast and i think i said why doesn't he donate the santagram money to charity because i compared him to someone from the show Michael A from Katie season who had a cameo and he did donate to charity. Nothing, no shame though. Like collect your money, whatever. And he brought that up and said like, Oh, like I got some hate that I didn't donate to charity for that. And I was like, well, did you though? And he didn't, which is fine, but I was still so confused. I'm like, but then I was just making a passing comment. Like I wasn't hating on you for that. And it, turns out he is a very charitable person he has a company that donates a lot of money to charity through his generous coffee company so I think he wanted to like clear that with us that like hey like you made this comment that I'm not charitable but I am and I'm like okay but I but I didn't know that in my defense so I don't really get why also, it's like great. We didn't say you weren't charitable. Yeah. We just said that one time you didn't. But this me. aligns so much with him, like for better or for worse. Yeah. Take up, but like I always say that he's like in the way that other people on this show are like reality star, like I want to be famous, I want to have a clothing line or whatever. He's the politician of the Bachelor franchise. Like mm-hmm. he, his public image is almost that of a politician. He's like a senator. So it's like, of course when it came to that, he wanted to be like, no, I am a part of charity. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like so, it's Out so of anything big. you could say about someone, oh, I said yeah. that you didn't donate money to charity and that's yeah. the wrong way. It's very on brand, I guess. I love, I actually love that. I'm very, I feel really happy about that takeaway. Oh, I have good. to say that's genuinely Troy and I's biggest fear is anyone sliding into our DMs being like, heard you talk some shit. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 
For you sure. Know, I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. Honestly, you I guys people, are so big. I think people are too afraid to admit they even listen to the podcast. And the is. people that like would come at us, we put behind a paywall. So for even mm. them to be like, we actually paid to listen <laughs> or like, you know, like they we always to. Make joke. Like if Rita Ora to- truly told us that her and her gays listen, it would like ruin it. Like she has to pretend she doesn't listen. But Rita, we know you're listening. Yeah. What's up, Rita? <laughs> okay, I only have like three more. Your okay. favorite favorite winner of either Bachelor or Bachelorette? Ooh, winner meaning person who literally got proposed the, the last to rose. at the end. Yeah, I'm like the last. What else rose. would it mean? Like, like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, is that really the prize to be won at the end of the day? Um, no, I get it because the, the winner is the person who gets. Because to me, I'm like the winner of of Hannah Brown season was Tyler Cameron, but he didn't actually win. Well, he we're gonna talk about that. That's a, Jackie, that's a different question. Oh, okay, Jackie, um, I literally am like googling. Winner. I can't ever think of things off the top of my head. I have to Google Bachelor winners. Yeah, um, the one who gets the final rose or final proposal. Right. 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 Oh, okay. I'll say Emily Maynard because she won Brad season. And like Troy, I am an Emily girly. I love her. Um, so I'll say her. Even though they lasted for like four minutes, but she still was a great choice. Why am I having such a hard time? Coming? Google it. It helps. <laughs> no, I want to like think of it in my brain for real um Courtney Robertson oh yeah I think she might be my favorite one um Courtney Robertson absolutely iconic villain from The Bachelor I feel like she was the first to really do it right um so she's my favorite yeah I think I'm gonna also say Emily just because she got me into the show and I don't know if I would have um like taken to it as much if she wasn't my first uh I'm like talking about her like she literally took my virginity this is so dark-sided <laughs> <laughs> like if she wasn't my first I wouldn't be happy but no like I just like loved her so much okay favorite non-winner so that's like the Tyler uh, Cameron or I gotta google again um <laughs> mine is Tyler Cameron that's easy I'm like Tyler Cameron would totally ruin my life and I would let him you know yeah. I'm just obsessed <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a controversial answer. <laughs> My favorite non-winner is Claire because she's the gift that keeps on giving. That oh, we're not big controversial. No, we, we love, we love Claire. Claire. Okay, yeah. I love Claire, and I just feel like her not winning is the best thing that ever happened to her. Yeah. You know? And talking about people sliding in and afraid that you like hurt someone or said something wrong, I have this weird paranoia that she I made a meme one time that like upset her even though like I I've always been team Claire wanted her to be bachelorette when Andy was bachelorette like I've supported her from day one but it was easy to poke fun at what happened on the show with like um Dale when she was the bachelorette so I'm sure there are memes that I've made that are maybe not favorable and like I have no clue. This is literally all in my like anxiety, but I'm like, oh, Claire hates me because I must have made a (laughs) meme once that upset her. And that's why she doesn't want to come on the show. Meanwhile, my anxiety has caused me never to even ask her to come on the show because I'm fearful of her answer. So (laughs) so this is the inside my crazy brain. That is absolutely not a bad answer. I'm like, so is Claire your answer too, Stephanie? I mean, she wasn't. I actually forgot about her being runner-up. I'm going to go with two-time runner-up, Nick Bial, because he's he's the two-time bat, uh, runner-up. And 
that is a he's like I'm a trivial pursuit answer like who is the only two-time runner-up yeah, yeah and him too him not not winning is the best thing that could have happened the best. oh my god all that would have happened is he would have got engaged to Andy and then broke up six months later and yeah got way less press right and this is the final one which I think is the best question your favorite villain from the show I know immediately mm. go Juan Pablo Ooh. because Juan Pablo's the only villain who's not been he is he was the bachelor and then he became the villain of his own season like he wasn't a contestant he was a villain to his girlfriends I mean it was like oh and then the whole finale of the show was just set up to humiliate Juan Pablo because he was such a dick it was absolutely chef's kiss. Mm. And he didn't even know it. Like, he didn't even realize it. He didn't see what I was know. happening. He's so stupid. I love Juan Pablo. My favorite... Say- oh, go ahead. Uh, okay. Um, I think I'd say mine's Corinne, just because I think the... She was the first villain to really make an impact, like, in this new age. Like, had Courtney Robertson been a few years after, like, in a Corinne era, I think Courtney Robertson would have been... So much more famous, but in this like new Instagram era, Corinne, I think really changed the game there. I was gonna have a different another answer too, but I forgot it. So you go ahead now. Sorry. That's a good I'm one. At, I'm gonna say Courtney Robertson and Michelle Money, because I think those two were like the OG real villains that like maybe Corinne aspired to be. Like Corinne did it brilliantly and like she had the different time period. So I think it helped her. But like Michelle Money and Courtney Robertson, I feel like did it, did it better. Like they were just iconic and uh, so good. Both of them. Yeah. I fear you guys have talked me into watching whatever season's coming up, whatever (laughs) the next bachelor or bachelorette I'm going to be tuned in. Yes, please. (laughs) But yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. We're going to roll out the red carpet, tell where people can find you on social media, listen to you. And just thank you guys for, for coming to talk to us. This was fun. This was fun. It's been a pleasure. Like we said this off recording, so I'll say it so your listeners know, but like, we are so honored to fucking talk with you guys. We love your pod. Um, you guys are just killing it. So thank you so much to even one, even have a bachelor episode after a year of me asking originally. (laughs) And to just wanting to chat with us because you could have anyone on for this type of episode. So we're, this has been so cool chatting with you. Um, listeners, if you want to hear Bachelor Tea, you could go to She's All Batch uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You could follow me at She's All Batch on Instagram and TikTok and Jackie Maroney underscore for uh, TikTok and Instagram too. And if you guys are looking, if anyone's a New York City listener, New York tri-state area and looking for something to do on April 13th, we're having our first ever live show in New York. Wait, Kelly, um, you're in New York? So is Troy. Wait, come. Wait, what? You guys yes, come. I want to come to the show. Wait, for real? I, why yeah. didn't you guys were LA? I'm so dumb. Our episodes come out every Thursday. We have a segment where we talk about Bachelor news. We have a segment where called bachelor encounters where it's kind of like bachelor de moi where people submit stories of meeting oh. bachelor nation in the awesome. wild as we say so it's everything from like silly run-ins to sometimes crazier moments with bachelor stars so that's really fun and each week we have an interview with a former alumni who 
typically spill a lot of tea. This week we have Jamie Otis, who's from actually Courtney Robertson season. She was on Ben Flanick season, but she's also married at first sight, like superstar from season one, who is still married to her guy from the show. So she came on and she'll be our guest this week. If you want to tune in and listen on Thursday. Sweet. Oh my God. I'm so excited that we just realized that we're in New York. That's so I know. Fun. And you have a live show yeah. coming up. Tell us more about the live show. Tell us dates, where it is, where we can get tickets. Yeah. So it is on April 13th. It's at this place called Sound Lounge, which is in Flatiron. Um, you can get tickets. Honestly, I've just been telling friends, Google Eventbrite, she's all batch. And then it's the first thing that comes up, um, to get tickets. And it's I'm at, trying to think what else. Yeah, it's at 7 yeah, p.m. It's at 7. So it's basically going to be a live recording of an actual episode. So we're going to be I guess not blinds, but like reading Bachelor Encounters stories that people submit, um, talking through Bachelor News. We have a guest star, Olivia Caridi from Ben's season of The Bachelor. She was the villain. Oh, we should have said her as the best villain. Olivia, mm. you're the best villain. Gosh, she's great. Oh my she's God. She's great. And she's New York as well. Um, we are stressing because she's currently in Paris and I have a weird, back to my paranoia, I have a weird paranoia that she like forgot that she's supposed to be the guest. <laughs> I'm like, are you planning on coming back from Paris anytime soon? But hopefully she'll be there. She's supposed to be there. And we'll be interviewing her in the live show as well. There's like giveaways. We have um, some sponsors that have donated some stuff that we're going to be giving away. Maybe you guys can win something. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna. And there's refreshments, so if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> it's a fun water. water. <laughs> Lots so of water. Oh Lemonade. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for coming on, and can't wait to see your live show. And yeah. everyone, go listen yeah. to the Fall Batch. We thank will you. see you on the 13th. Then. Sweet. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.